Hi, I'm Charlene. Are you battling unforgiveness in your heart regarding your husband or wife, or possibly someone else that has wounded or hurt you many years ago? Start asking the Lord to reveal that question today. Have you forgiven your husband or wife for their part of your marriage problems? Did it upset you when I suggested you forgiving your spouse? My prayer is that you will allow the Holy Spirit to do some open-heart surgery on your hurting, bleeding, wounded, rejected, and abused heart today. I know the many emotions and feelings that you wrestle with each day, but you can receive victory in your life by learning the power of applying forgiveness to others so that you can live a life of joy, peace, and freedom in spite of your marriage problems. Are you thinking, me, forgive my spouse? Look at what they're doing. What about my children? My spouse is destroying our marriage and our family. Look at my finances, my home, and look at me. What about my feelings? I hurt so much. And I can tell you, I felt like my heart was broken in two and it was coming through my chest. I remember it as if it was yesterday. When is this going to end? You're asking. Me? Forgive my spouse? When they keep on sinning day after day, month after month, or year after year? I know what you're thinking. Because I lived a life of unforgiveness many years ago. And then I divorced Bob, thinking that I would get rid of all my stress, my anxiety, my anger, my bitterness, my resentment, and most of all, my hatred that I had for Bob and the other person. But that did not happen. One of the important truths and principles we can learn as Christians is the power of forgiveness, is to set ourselves and others free. When we forgive others, a level of release and freedom comes into our lives that cannot come any other way. Let me share an acronym of the word forgive. An F is forgive. O represents others. R means release them. And G is release them to God. I is to, for God to intervene. And V is for victory. There's victory that is going to be done in your life by forgiving. And E is every day. Forgive. Every day, forgive. Many people may not believe in forgiveness because they hurt so much from circumstances that people have done to them in the past. I want you to start today asking the Lord if there's anyone that you've not forgiven for a recent act or things that may have happened to you many years ago as a child, as a teenager, or as a young adult. Pray and ask the Lord to reveal to you people who you need to forgive that you are still holding grudges or you're battling anger, hatred, and bitterness when you even think about them and the story of what they have done to you. And I'm saying that is showing you that you are stuffing all that anger 
and vengeance and all that bitterness deep down inside you. And it even talks about, in the Bible, the root of bitterness. So let's allow the Lord to do some healing in your heart today. Take all your hurts and your pains and lay them at the feet of our Lord Jesus Christ. Allow the Lord to deal with the people that you are just going to let go and let God deal with them. Ask the Holy Spirit to give you the spirit of forgiveness and unconditional love for your spouse and anyone else. Do you remember in the Bible that we're to love our enemies? Your Lord God can touch and change your heart of anger and unforgiveness to a soft heart of flesh. God will probably even give you the opportunity in many instances to tell that person that you forgive them for the past. And they did not even know that you were still thinking about that incident or what happened many years ago. But the enemy has been bringing it up and destroying you instead. You and I are to use Jesus as our example in forgiveness. Think about Jesus when he had to go to Calvary and die on the cross, remembering that he was flogged to almost death and carried the cross. And we need to remember what he said when he was dying on the cross, shedding his blood for our sins. And he said in Luke 23, verse 34, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. I found out before Bob ever returned home that I had to forgive Bob for our marriage problems. This is a must for marriage restoration. Back a few years ago when we were putting up billboards in different states, they were big billboards. And we had so many people driving by them, and it was a sign getting their attention. How many prodigals read that? I can't wait to get to heaven to find out. One sign said, honey, come home, the kids and I love you. Another sign said, there's hope. God heals hurting marriages. But last but not least, we put up a big billboard that had two words, forgive them. The top word was forgive in red, bold, big, red letters. And the second line on white vinyl was them, forgive them. And the bottom was our website address. Can you see and imagine those two large words, forgive them? Bob and I were trying to proclaim that we must forgive and get rid of the anger and the unforgiveness that is all over. It's in our churches, it's all over in our workplace, everywhere. We have so much anger and unforgiveness for many different issues. So my question is, will you forgive your husband or wife or others today? We are praying every week that there are many marriage restorations that are starting the process of rebuilding their marriage on the solid foundation of our Lord Jesus Christ. When you receive that first text or telephone call, or a knock at the front door, and your spouse wants to talk to you, have you truly forgiven them and the many others who encouraged them or hurt you so badly by taking sides 
let alone the issues that you have not dealt with with your own hidden secrets. Are you ready to start a marriage restoration process? Have you forgiven your spouse and others? I'm going to ask you and suggest strongly that this week you will do a topical Bible study on the word forgive, forgiveness, anger, hatred, and vengeance. It will take you through and show you scriptures that are so powerful and will just magnify it so strongly that you will get the message of what the Lord wants you to do. He wants you to have forgiveness and not unforgiveness. Unforgiveness is blocking marriage restoration. You cannot have a healthy marriage restored if you have unforgiveness toward all what your spouse has done. I believe when you do this Bible study on these different words, it will change your life as it did mine. Let me take you to the Lord's Prayer. It's going to be our first example of what we should pray daily. In Matthew 6, 6 to 14, it says, and this is in the NIV version, but when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you, a promise. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they will be heard because of their many words. Verse 8. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask them. This, then, is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, and forgive us our debts. Verse 12, very important. And forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. Verse 13, And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. And these last two verses are so very important in this passage, verses 14 and 15. They're key. They're relative. They're bold. They are conditional. And if we do not deal with unforgiveness, we are going to have an issue. We're going to have problems. Verse 14 says, For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. Verse 15, But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. Wow, that's a big condition. You need to understand that. When you do the topical study, you will see this over and over, repeated over and over again. Mark 11, verse 22 to 25 is one of my very special scriptures that the Lord gave me early in my stand. But it has a very strong condition, again, that my Lord was starting the process of forgiveness. Remember, I divorced Bob even after he repented and wanted me to give him one more chance in November. No, I had so much hatred, anger, and bitterness, and self-righteousness, I wanted vengeance. Mark eleven twenty-two to 25 says, Have faith in God, Jesus answered. Truly, I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, could be mountain of divorce, mountain of unforgiveness, what is your mountain? Go throw yourself into the sea, and does not doubt in their heart, but believes that what they say will happen, 
it will be done for them. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe you've received it, and it will be yours. Yes, you are to walk and believe in faith that your marriage is going to be restored. That's what the Lord said, have faith in God. But verse 25 is very strong, and it says, And when you stand praying, if you hold anything, and remember the word anything, against anyone, forgive them, so that your Father in heaven may forgive you your sins. That is very powerful. It's an awesome scripture in Mark eleven twenty two to 25, but it's conditional. And we have to know that we can say to that mountain, be thrown into the deepest oceans, but we have got to believe it. But we have a condition that we must walk in forgiveness. We must have no unforgiveness. So I'm asking you, where are you? What is the Lord saying to you right now and what faces or names are jumping up in your mind? Write them down. Remember them. You need to deal with them and pray to the Lord about it. What does the Lord say about vengeance? You can read Romans 12, 9 to the end of the chapter and find out in detail. Another powerful scripture passage, but it teaches us personally how we are to love our enemies and react when others persecute us. There are many scriptures on vengeance. Did you even imagine that? But Romans 12, 19 says, Do not take revenge, my friends, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, It is mine to avenge. I will repay, says the Lord. Thank you, Lord. I do not want to curse my one flesh spouse. While they're in another relationship, I do not want to wish any bad things on them because we're one flesh. Remember, we're to love our enemies. Proverbs 24, 17 reads, Do not gloat when your enemy falls, when he stumbles. Do not let your heart rejoice. Now, how many times has that happened to you or I, that something happens and they've been hurting us, and then you think, wow, thank you, Lord. No, we're not supposed to gloat. We're not supposed to be happy when our enemy falls. We're to pray for them to get saved and for them to come to know the Lord Jesus Christ. That is our assignment. In Proverbs 25, verses 21 and 22, it says, If your enemy is hungry, give him food to eat. If he's thirsty, give him water to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head, and the Lord will remind you. And I can remember back then saying, yes, yes, burn my husband and burn coals on his head. But then when I read the concordance, I realized that that's not what that meant. We were going to give him burning coals to put them on their head to carry to the next day to where they would start a fire. We were blessing them with burning coals. But I was all ready to say, get his attention, burn him. Well, that's not Christ-like. And that's what we have to be careful to not have the enemy speak those negative, evil thoughts in our mind. And we need to take those captive and make them obedient to the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord wants us to bless them, and he will reward us. I know I was holding a grudge, as I had forgiven Bob many times throughout our marriage. 
Do you think you've forgiven enough? I totally understand. Until the Lord had me learn this truth and the principle of God's abounding love, mercy, grace, and forgiveness. In Matthew 18, 21, and 22, I want to read a few verses that will help you understand what the Lord is telling us his principles are. Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times? Jesus answered, I tell you not seven times, but 77 times. Please pray with me that thousands of prodigal husbands, wives, and rebellious children will become desperate enough this very day to leave their sinful lifestyle. We keep praying every day at our office that your husband, wife, or child, and all the prodigal spouses around the world to have their own spiritual encounter as Moses did in the burning bush, as the prodigal son did in Luke 15, or as Saul did with Jesus on the Damascus Road. Today, pray your husband or wife and others will cry out to God, asking for repentance from their sins as you pray for them and are seeking them to turn from their wicked ways, leaving their rebellious and sinful lifestyle. I pray that this may happen just like it did with Bob on July 7, 1987, where he knew he had to do something as the Holy Spirit would not stop hounding him to the point that he felt tormented. That is why Bob came to my office, and that is how I've shared that story this month. But Jesus wants every sinner not to be condemned, but to go now and leave your life of sin, as he told the adulterous woman in John chapter 8, verses 1 through 11. He forgave that woman. He told the others to pick up the first stone if they had no sin in their life. But he told her after there was no one else there, go now and leave your life of sin. And that adulterous woman was forgiven of her lifestyle. Well, I pray that the Holy Spirit has been speaking to you throughout this podcast. In Colossians 3, 13, it says, Bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. Well, I must tell you that at the beginning of July, our Rejoice Pompano meeting, we played for our local group the very popular movie, I Can Only Imagine, with snacks to eat and all. I pray you will buy the DVD of this movie, and it's a very powerful story, just like War Room, just like Fireproof, just like the many other movies that God has given us to be used as illustrations to help us stand in the gap for marriage restoration. I Can Only Imagine is a 2018 American Christian drama film based on the story behind the Mercy Me song of the same name. It is the best-selling Christian single of all time. It's a true story about Bart Millard, the lead singer who wrote the song about his relationship with his father. The storyline is fantastic and very powerful. And if you have had any circumstances in your childhood or even as an adult with a family member, this could touch you and change your life. 
It's a very powerful and dramatic ending about salvation, forgiveness, and unconditional love. It's a great movie for your entire family, and many friends and family members can have their hearts and lives touched by this movie. At our Rejoice Pompano meeting, many people came up and told me that they were really touched. In fact, I can tell you there were no dry eyes when it finished. They came up and said that the Holy Spirit told them that they were going to need to go home and pray about writing to their spouse a few years late, asking for forgiveness and telling them that their home is waiting for them. Another one told me that they did not realize how much anger they had toward their father, who is very senior, and that it touched him to realize that he had to ask for forgiveness. Tell others about this movie, I can only imagine. Have you been wounded by someone else's actions or offenses? I pray you will forgive the offender and allow the Lord to heal your wounded heart. I can't wait to hear your testimonies, how you've offered forgiveness to someone you love when you see this movie. In Ephesians 4:32, it says, Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as in Christ God forgave you. After the movie was over, I walked up to the podium, and I could not stop crying. I was very emotional, and I kept thinking, I can only imagine. And I want you to listen to what I said that night in July to hear how we closed our meeting watching the movie, I Can Only Imagine. And may it bless you, and may it encourage you, and may you be touched, and may you seek the Lord to only imagine that if you can forgive your husband and wife and the other family members, the other ones that have hurt or wounded you, if you can forgive the other person, your life will be transformed, and you will have peace that is beyond understanding. So I pray that you will seek and do the Bible study I've suggested and look up the scriptures and find out that God can touch and heal you and give you victory while you stand. I can only imagine what God is going to do in your life. I hope you were blessed abundantly with this movie. I've seen it twice, and uh, I now know I want to see it a third time, so I can... I can go buy the DVD now. I can have somebody come over to the house and watch it with me while I cry. And then I can give it away to some more people to have them see it to be touched. I can tell you I could teach now for 30 more minutes for what I got out of that movie. I want you to know that July 7th, It's Bob's day he came home. And everybody said I was crazy. And everybody said he would never, ever come home. And I shouldn't even be asking for him to come home. 
And I can only imagine what it's like in heaven with Bob walking the streets of gold. And it's just, I see all of you. All the pain, all the memories of what you've gone through. But I want you to know that this movie is talking to each one of you separately in a personal way. What happened to you as a child? How were you rejected or wounded as a growing up teen? Or when you got married? Did you have marriage problems from the first year of your marriage like I did? My parents never fought, never raised a hand with each other. And I saw Bob throwing things the first year at my house. And I went home and I said to my mom and dad, this isn't what I thought Bob and I were. I mean, isn't it think, I didn't know Bob had a temper. And you know my story, or some of you do. But God, but God, and here we are. And here Bob wrote 19 books. And we just wanted a marriage to be restored. But God had another plan. All I can say to you, I know your pain and what you're going through now looks hopeless. But God spoke to you. God had you find us. And all I can say to you is don't give up on what God wants to do. I know it may not be fast, it may not be quick, but I know that God is a promise keeper, and I know that he does heal and restore marriages, and he does want reconciliation. He does want to save. He came and died on the cross for you and I and for our family to have eternal life. And if nothing else, if my husband and all my grandkids and my family and their wives and generations to follow, if they all come to know the Lord Jesus Christ, then it's worth it all. Because we want him in heaven with us. So I say to you, I challenge you to forgive him. Forgive them. There's nothing more you can do. It can tear your life apart for how many years. But you need to let them go and lay them at the altar and forgive them. You may be holding it deep down in your heart, the anger and the bitterness that is destroying you, or you may be bitter, you may not even be able to talk decently to your husband or wife right now, or to your kids. We have kids that are going up that have given up on God. They're atheists because they don't see their mom and dad healing and restoring their marriage. And we are standing in the gap, and we're praying all the time for God to touch and to change our kids and to become the men and women of God that we raise them to be. So I'm saying, 
Join the army. We're the base camp here. And we need to keep praying for all the prodigals around the world. Don't be limited. Don't think small. Don't think tiny. Think here. Think mine. Think of all the others that need us to pray for them, for all the kids that are wounded. And think of all of them that still don't know the truth like we do. We need to pray for the husbands and the wives that have come home but still haven't repented or still are in that trap. And who knows what caused that trap? What was it? Was it their childhood? What is it that's missing? All I'm saying it to you is don't give up. Start praying like you've never been before and spend time with the Lord and journal and say, Lord, speak to me. What do I need to do? Show me. And I will keep doing it and I will grow and I will change but we all have to examine our own hearts. And that's not what I'm asking you. Are you angry at your own mother and father, sister, cousin? Has somebody wounded you terribly? I know what's happened in years past in different people's lives, and it's horrible. But I'm saying, I can only imagine what God's going to do for you in the future. I can only imagine that I can believe that even when I'm long gone, your husbands and wives are going to come home. I can only imagine what your kids are going to come back to the Lord Jesus Christ. I know I serve a risen Savior that is in the business of restoration and reconciliation. And you have a choice to believe for miracles and believe for this to happen, or we can say, it's only a movie. It's not. The reason this movie lasted so many times, and it was the third biggest biographical movie ever made, because it's a true story of us. A true story of pain and suffering. And we all have had it. But I know that God created each one of our husbands and wives, and he didn't make a mistake. They're wounded, they're hurt, and we need to pray for God to come back and touch them supernaturally. Having Damascus Road experience, like Saul turning into a Paul, and say, well, that's the Bible. Yeah, it's still real. It's still the word of God. But I'm asking you to search your heart tonight. I want us to pray. And I want us to pray for the other woman or the other person, whoever you might still be very angry about. It could be your husband or wife that you're still angry about. But I want us to be able to say, Lord, help me to forgive and Lord, take that bitterness, that anger, that doubt, that unbelief. You're just barely hanging by a thread. I know that. 
But I'm saying, I serve a risen Savior and a God. And I know this movie is touching, has touched, and is going to be touching people in homes where they've never heard the gospel. And we can take it and pass it around to others. Remember, Bart went home. And when he went home, he didn't want to stay home. And we've got to understand, he was the believer. He was the one that believed and sang in churches. But when you've been wounded, you don't have that trust. Did you notice, I didn't notice the first movie, but when that father put his arm around him when they were headed to drive that truck or was on the way to church, I didn't write down where the location was, but he put his arm around his son when they got the car or truck fixed, Jeep, I think it was. But anyway, he put his arm around his son. Did you see the wedding ring on? Amy, how many saw it? Oh, I'm so proud of you. I thought I was the only one going to see it. I didn't see it the first time, and I thought, oh, my gosh, look at that. That's for us. Rejoice Ministries. It's for all the standards around the world. And I thought, there's somebody that they don't even know what they did. Or maybe they did. Because as far as I'm concerned, that's like war room. They didn't know what they were doing, but man, that was for us. So anyway, I'm so proud of you. So if you doubt it anymore that that wasn't for you guys, look at the wedding ring that he had on. Let's just close in prayer. Oh, Lord, what a mighty God you are. We are amazed at this movie. We're amazed at how you write music that we sing and praise you. And we're just stand amazed how you make people do things and have a call in their life to do all things that affect so many people. And I'm so thankful that we did this tonight for our group here. And I pray that this movie will go around the world to speak forgiveness and reconciliation. I just pray that you will anoint it as you have already. And I pray that many, many people, our people, will take it and share it with other people. I pray that all, every one of our standards will watch it. And I pray for all their husbands and wives who might never even know what it is and, and they buy it or somebody has them come over to their home will watch it and realize that that needs to help them forgive whatever wounding, whatever marriage problems they had. I just ask you to just touch us all up and down every one of these rows. We've all been touched by you tonight, which is what my prayer has been. Lord, I want you to touch every one of these men and women to believe. I can only imagine what God's going to do in each one of their lives. I can only imagine 
what's going to happen in their lives and their future for 5, 10, 15, 20 years to the day they go home with the Lord. I can only imagine that nothing, nothing is too hard. Lord, we pray you would touch all the husbands and wives who are so blinded, so deceived, so uh, angry, so calloused heart, and gone down that teacher road headed to the world, headed down the sinful pathway that leads to destruction. And Lord, you say you will leave the 99 and go after the one lost sheep. Well, we've got a lot of them. And we're asking you to go after the prodigals, go after the lost sheep. There's so many. There are so many that have children and young ones or brothers, sisters, moms and dads that are all on drugs or alcoholics or on pills that are dying due to the epidemic that we have in this world. Father, we need you. We need you to come back and have a revival in this United States of America and around the world. We need to bring our families back together again. We need to say divorce is wrong and it's wrong, and we need to say we're going to do something about it. We're going to proclaim marriage restoration and that God can heal and restore. There's all problems, all kinds of situations that cause the separation and divorce. But I pray that we will never give up on our husband or wives and we will seek your face and grow in the Lord. But may we examine our own heart and take all that anger and unforgiveness and bitterness that's been stuffed down, and I ask you to remove it and lay it at the altar tonight. Give it back to the Lord and leave it on the altar and say, I am not going to be bitter and angry and unforgiving my spouse, my husband, my children, Whatever they've said, they've done hateful, horrible things. We're saying we lay it at the altar and we choose to do what the Lord says. Forgive them. Forgive them. Well, how many times must I forgive them? Seventy times seven. Over and over and over again. So, Lord, I just pray that you would continue to speak, that everyone will look up scriptures on forgiveness this week, and they will learn what your word says. Lord, I love you, and I know these people love you. They've spent a night and sacrificed their time. But I pray you would just speak to them right now while they're praying. A special gift, a special message, two words, one word, whatever it is. Lord, I pray you will meet their every spiritual need they need tonight. I pray they will heal their emotions and the pain and the suffering they've gone through. I pray you will heal their emotions. 
I pray that you will touch them financially, where so many of them are financially distraught for many reasons of having to raise their children and provide for them. Lord, I pray you meet their needs. Lord, you be their advocate in the courtrooms. You be their advocate wherever they go. You be their protector, their defender. Lord, you are all we need. Lord, may you give them peace that is beyond understanding. May you give them hope and faith and trust in you that they have to only believe that God, God is wanting me to do this. Jesus Christ died on the cross, but he left the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is the greatest counselor we will all have because he's speaking to us all the time, knocking on our shoulder. Turn to the right, turn to the left. Don't do that. Don't go down that road. Forgive. So Lord, I pray that you would bless each and every one of these people. And I thank you for what you did with this movie. I thank you for all that have come out and all the new people that have come tonight. I ask that you would bless them all, Lord. Bless them all. And we'll just give you the praise and the glory. Lord, touch our ministry. And may we still proclaim it by saying, go see something else. Lord, we ask that you would help us all go home and get home safely. But may we not forget this movie. And may we ponder it. May we buy a DVD. And may we watch it maybe three more times. But may we bring somebody with us to watch it again and have somebody else get touched. And if there's anybody that's been abused and been hit or been, had that trouble, issues, I pray that you will receive forgiveness and forgive the one that hurt you so much tonight. I know what it's like. And nobody wants to be abused. And no one wants to be hated. But Lord, I pray that you will touch the abuser. And I pray you will touch all the abusers, all the ones who have been doing abuse. I pray that this movie will be used to touch men and women that have lost control of their temper, whatever reasons, we ask that you would touch all these people around the world that are doing this with lack of control, that you would touch them and they'd get saved and they would learn and get help and they would be trained and transformed and they would be loved and accepted and, and received by their family back again. We pray for them to be able to be forgiven. Nobody doesn't have to be not forgiven. The Lord knows the circumstances, and we're asking all the ones that are the abused, one that does the abusing, that you will touch them all around the world, and may you get them help quickly and suddenly so we can have marriages restored. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. If we can help you in any way, we invite you to visit the website of Rejoice Marriage Ministries at www.rejoiceministries.org. Thanks for joining us today as we proclaim that God heals hurting marriages.